Hey, 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 this is your girl CL Suz with Podcast Mental and Love Notes 101 with your girl CL Suz. I have been talking about the episode of No Other Name but Jesus Alone. We today are on part three and part four, excuse me, part four of the episode. And in the part four, we're going to talk about Matthew chapter four, okay? It was in this time that Jesus um, was led up in the spirit of the, in this, he was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. You know, he just left the public baptism and then, the the scripture said then, then it's almost showing us the sequence of what happened next. Led up, it was a specific purpose. Was Jesus led by man? Absolutely not. Was he led by a pastor? No. Was he led by a woman? No. Was he even led by a friend? The answer would still be no. He was led up by the spirit. So it shows us that God has a reason for him going there. Do you have a reason to going where you're going? Did God lead you or did you lead yourself? God is not a God to tempt anyone. He's not that kind of God. But he is a God to strengthen our faith in the midst of adversities. Satan wanted to attack Jesus because it was a direct hit to his human nature. This was also a point that showed us that if he was tempted, but conquered it, guess what? We can too. Even victory over mental thoughts. We often are guilty with saying the blood still works when we undergo attacks of the enemy. And that is 100% true. But the blood wasn't shed just yet in this case with Jesus. Jesus spoke what he, we need to speak. Jesus spoke what we need to do. Jesus spoke and showed us an example to emulate. And he spoke the word of God. Most of the time, we don't even want to get in our word. So you don't think that the enemy know that you don't have word inside of you? Some things God will allow to prove to the enemy that we are his. So some things God will allow. He will permissibly allow to show the enemy that we are his. Think about Job. Job was, uh, he even asked Satan, have you considered? Have you been considered? <laughs> he asked Satan, have you considered my servant Job? You know, God considered Job because God knew what was in Job's heart. And he knew that Job would not sin against him. So God allowed this thing to happen even to Jesus to prove to the enemy that he, Jesus is my son. He allowed things to happen to us to let the enemy know they are mine. They ain't going to betray me. They're not going to deny me. They're going to love me. They're going to continue to praise me. But we can't, you know, and to show the enemy tactics have not, this also was a reason to show and a point to show us that the enemy tactics haven't changed. He's still doing the same thing. Jesus overcame, but guess what? We can too. We can't be led if we're scared though. Newsflash. We can't be led if we are scared. God told us to not walk in the spirit of fear. And I know everybody have a different level of of fear. Everybody have a different level of of faith. Everybody have a different level of different things. But, you know, in the midst of that, I think about the scriptures. There was a plethora of scriptures that Jesus said, this, this very quote. He said, O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. God, I don't want God to be able to tell me, or Jesus to come to say to me, oh, you're yeah, a little faith. You, you scared now? No, do what I told you to do. Let me handle the consequences. 
Verse 2, it said, when he had fasted 40 days, I'm in Matthew 4, chapter 2, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hunger. We make spiritual decisions to fast. We make this, we make spiritual decisions to fast. Now, 40 days and 40 nights is a long and a remarkable time for any human. There was a story over in Africa that stated a man tried to do this very thing, but he died in the process. Some humans cannot endure this unless it is totally spiritually God-led. Ponder this question, how is my fasting life? Even at this point in this time, even in, during this time, how, how is your fasting life? That is a great sacrifice that we can hear what God is needing to say in that very time, in that very moment. He even told us in scripture, he said, some things come through by prayer and fasting. Not just fasting, but prayer and fasting. Prayer, seeking, your, seeking his faith and fasting on the matter. Fasting on the situation. Fasting. Even our children, we need to be fasting. Even our spouses, we need to be fasting. Even our jobs, we need to be fasting. Even in our finances, we need to be fasting. Even in our assignments or whatever God has put our hands to do, we need to be fasting. Regarding this thing, because I want to be able to do what God said do, not what man said do, or not what self thought to do. Verse 3, it said, and when he, the tempter had came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Even though the Bible only declared three major times of testing, but Luke 4 and 2 shares that the more test was evident in the book of Luke. He said in this scripture, he said he only find times to question an, an enemy. If you think about it, he only find times to question the child of God. If we know that that's a conditional word. Used many times throughout the scripture. If, if, if in this case lets me know that Satan already knew who he was. But he was trying him to, that's why he tries us to come against us to make us doubt who we know we are. The enemy will always try to come for us to doubt who we are, especially after we commit to knowing whose we are. The enemy will always try to come for us to doubt who we are, especially after we commit to knowing whose we are. Keep in mind the three major times so we can put them all together at the end. All right, I want you to continue to keep that in mind. Verse 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. In other words, if I can paraphrase, you want me to perform a little measly performance for you. But I don't have to prove to you, Satan, anything. We have people who will try and tempt us with one thing or the other. Am I right about it? Something something like this. If you are saved then, or well, you said you believed. Well, you lied last week because it ain't according to what they wanted you to do. The enemy will use whomever to come with their attempting lies. But Jesus was very, very wise in this time and this season. He was very wise even with the, the, the foolishness of Satan. He was wise. He declared, man shall not live by bread alone. But every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And that's in Deuteronomy 8 and 33. The source of bread is vital than the bread itself. Can I say that again? The source of bread is vital than the bread itself. In other words, yeah, I'm hungry. And you know I am hungry. 
But as long as I got God's word, it is a sustaining me to not fall for your foolishness. Manipulative spirits. This ain't buffet style. We must eat all of God's word to be able to handle the enemy when he comes. Because he's coming like a roaring lion. We must pray and ask God for wisdom to defeat the enemy. We must show the enemy we have the word of God. Victory lives in the written word. Jesus' source of strength was being obedient to the Father's will. And it was not a time to perform miracles. It was if, if Jesus, he wanted Jesus to be disobedient, if I can just say that. He wanted Jesus to be disobedient. He knew suffering was a part of God's will for him, but it was not the time for God, Jesus to perform any miracles. It was not the time for him to avoid what the enemy was trying to get him to avoid. It was in order. Jesus kept it in order. If this would have occurred, it would have been out of order, causing inflicted, self-inflicted wounds to the Messiah. Jesus knew he had the power to turn that bread into wine. Excuse me, chain that bread into a stone, that stone into a bread. But Jesus did not know. Jesus said, look, I, I'm not finna cause wounds on myself, self-inflicted, but try to prove a point to you. And the same thing we have to do. We can't cause self-inflicted wounds on ourselves, try to prove to something to somebody else. He had to be pure to go to that cross. Jesus had to be pure and to doing everything that the Father had told him to do. We can avoid, we, we all can avoid personal sufferings. We can avoid personal sufferings. Verse 5 and 6 says, Then the devil taking him up into the holy city and sitting him on a pinnacle of the temple. Verse 6 says, And said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. That's good that you can quote that scripture. <laughs> But then, here's another sequence of events. See the difference between being led and being taken? Satan transported him by his powers. Verse 6 said, if Satan will test you to see if you can and will fall. Satan will test you to see if and when you will fall. Every time the enemy wanted to quote scripture, listen with your spiritual ears what he was saying. Listen with your spiritual ears. Holy Spirit will show you that he speaks out of context. He wanted Jesus to cast himself down and the scripture declared that that's your foot against a stone that the angels going to be. But what does hitting my foot and casting myself off a pinnacle have to do with that scripture? Think about it. What does hitting my foot and casting my, myself off a pinnacle have to do with that scripture? If I cast myself off a pinnacle, I ain't, I'm not doing, I'm not stomping my feet. The enemy will say anything to get us to sin and shake our faith in the word of God. Again, if knowing what Jesus was, he, he steadily came with his foolish tactics trying to have him and us question who we are. The enemy is cunning and clever, but also foolish. He knows the word of God, but he can't live the truth of God's word. So now he makes others doubt what they know God can and has done. Verse 7 said, and Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, let me make this clear to you, Satan. Don't you dare tempt the Lord your God. Similar to a person who likes control. Even I, I was just talking to a young lady the other day, and she was saying that her grandson 
was talking foolish and she said, don't you dare talk about my God like that. And he opened his mouth and openly said, I am God. And she said, who have bewitched you? Because at that point in time, for you to think that you are God, Satan has done got in your mind. Satan has done afflicted you into thinking that you are a God. You are God. Not then he would tell us we are little gods in the earth, but he wants to say he want to exalt himself to be God. You walking on deadly territory right now. Don't you dare tempt the Lord your God. Satan is only giving the test because God assigned him to give the test to Jesus. He don't have power because he only take he only giving Jesus this test because God allowed him to. Don't don't think you have power. Don't think you have authority over this Messiah. Satan, you only doing this and you only giving this test because God assigned you to give it to Jesus. And the reason why God gave it to Jesus for us to see that the same way I uh, tested my own son, I will test you to let me see prove. That's why the scripture said, prove me now, says the Lord. That's why the scripture be even telling us and when he begins to say, not only, you know, when he said, open up a window of heaven, I'll pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to see. But even in, in Timothy, he says, study to show yourself approval, workmen not ashamed of the gospel, rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. We got to rightly divide this thing. Now he wants to tempt God also. That's, that's a dangerous thing. Verse 8 said, and again, the devil taking him up into a exceedingly high mountain, and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Exceedingly, exceedingly, exceeding, which means extremely or to a great extent. The exact location is unidentified, which we don't know, but you know, talking about high mountain. But here Satan is seen attempting to give the kingdom of the world to one who already owns everything. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. It's already Jesus's. I mean, you it's already Jesus. You're trying to give him something that he already owns. He is the rightful king, so he's given is in the height of surety. No one can give you what you already entitled to. No one can give me what I'm already entitled to. You can't give me peace. I'm already entitled to peace. You can't give me joy. I'm already entitled to joy. You can't give me love because I already serve love. You what what are you trying to give me that is already mine? What are people trying to give you that's already yours? We're falling for the falling a prey to these the wicked schemes, but then you ask yourself, why am I running to this when this is already mine? Give you all things to life, pretending to life and godliness, he's gonna give you all things. So what are you running to? Verse 9 and said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Oh, here he go again with his foolishness. Jesus being on this earth had to go through the foolishness of the enemy just like you and I. He knew he tempted Adam and he tempted Eve with his foolishness and that to try it again on Jesus. First, he did it. He, he, he tempted the first Adam, but now here again trying to tempt the second Adam. The enemy will try anything to get a person to bow to him. If Jesus would have bowed, it would have shown the devil's lordship over him. But Jesus knew his position. He knew his identity. He knew who he was in God. 
Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not worship the Lord, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. So basically, this is where Jesus, the rhema word comes into play. We say rhema, rhema is a right now word. This is where the right now word come into play. We must be direct and precise to hit the enemy right where he need to be hit. I know who I am. So let me put you in your place, Satan. He is showing the enemy. He is Lord over him. How much are you going to take? from the lies of the enemy before you put him in his place. In other words, people of God, you are to see God only. How dare you Satan want folks to bow to you? The Bible declared the earth is the Lord's. Again, I said it again. And the fullness of thereof and they that dwell therein. Everything is already his. Everything is already ours. Because of the blood covenant relationship. Jesus backed every rebuke with the word and stood firm on the word. It is only, it's one thing to say the word, but it's another thing to do the word. Don't just be hearers only, but doers. Jesus has to change his method of dealing with the enemy. Jesus had to change his method. Get me now. Here, lean in. Here it is. Here this part. The enemy kept coming at Jesus with scripture. He kept coming with Jesus to get him to do the same thing that he got with Adam and Eve. But Jesus had to change his method of dealing with the enemy. Let me speak a rhema word on you. Let me rebuke you and then repeat it. It is written. Because sometimes you have to rebuke the enemy and say it is written. And many of you, or if you don't have it, I'm going to share it just a little bit. But I, even in the time that I had my second book, Abuse, Afflict, Confuse, and Deliver, but now Deliver. In that book, I shared... That the time that the enemy came and attacked my youngest daughter. And in the time that she came and attacked me, he attacked her body. He's in line, dormant inside of her body. And as she began to come up and hit me, and I looked at her, and immediately the Holy Spirit said, I rebuke you, Satan. I couldn't have recognized, I would have been still trying to pop my daughter because in the midst of it, you know, I'm thinking like, girl, you must have lost your mind for hitting me. But then it was the Holy Spirit who recognized that that was a demonic spirit. Holy Spirit see farther than you can. Holy Spirit is a revealer. He knows more than you can. And he knows more than you do. So we have to lean on him and depend on him to get us through this, this adversarial moments. Jesus said, look, let me, let me rebuke you. It didn't repeat what I need to repeat. Because the word of God is, is solid right by itself. But there are times that we need to rebuke the enemy. Verse 11 said, Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Whenever the enemy had finished trying to drain you, God always sent angels to minister unto you. Always. Verse 12 says, now, when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed unto Galilee. 13, and leaving to Nazareth, he came to dwell in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast in the borders of Zebulun and Natalia. 14, this might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Nephthali, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. When we've passed the test, now we can begin our ministry. Now we can begin this journey.
He departed into Galilee. This region is important to the New Testament, not only as a place of Jesus' youth, but a place of his first public ministry. This is another indication that God said, I will make your enemies your footstool. I gave you the land to possess it. Herod once possessed this land, but now Jesus come to take over. The same one that wanted to kill you, the same one that wanted to destroy you, now I'm giving you the opportunity to take over. He is the governor as stated in the beginning. What they once governed, Jesus come to rule. Another scripture declared, he come to the heal the broken heart to set the captives free. He was doing what he was chosen to do. The author of the gospel omits the early ministry of Judeans, but it begins in Capernaum in this scripture versus scripture in Galilee when he first met Jesus. Do you notice anything about the scripture from the other previous verses? Because he was God. Because Jesus was God. He didn't need a dream. If you go back and listen to verse, uh, uh, if you go back and listen to the previous messages and episodes, it talked about how certain ones needed a dream. But there's no other name but Jesus alone. In this point, Jesus didn't need a dream or an angel to tell him which way to go. He didn't need that because he was that. Again, this is all correlates back to the bridge of the Old Testament. It might be fulfilled. Isaiah 9 verses 1 and 2 declare this very statement. That by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Verse 16 says, The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region of the shadow of death, light is sprung up. The people that once walked in darkness will now see the light which is in Christ, shining forth in his earthly ministry to the people of Galilee who was always despised and rejected by their Judean cousin. Anyone, anyone knows anything can see that even in the midst of this, Jesus was saying, you got some folks who say they with you that ain't really with you. It's people that say they love you, but they don't really love you. And we have to stop doing things for lights. Walk as the light of this world, but not walk as the light of men. L-I-K-E-S. Verse 17 said, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He, you can see the same thing. Jesus started preaching. The ministry begins. His ministry is beginning. But however, he is preaching what has already been preached by John the Baptist. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He's speaking the same message. Nothing didn't change. 18 said, Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren. Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. 19, he said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. 20, and they straightway left their nets and followed him. 21, and going on from thence, he saw other two brothers, James and the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother, and a ship with Zebedee, their father, men in their nets, and he called them, and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. 
It was Peter that shared in some of the most prolific moments of Christ's ministry. He was always listed as the first among the other twelve. Was he impulsive? Of course, because Jesus still used him. But Jesus still used him, just like he will still use us. He had faith, and Jesus liked that. His faith faith caused him to do a lot of things that the other disciples didn't do. Yet he opened the door of the gospel to the Jews, Samaritan, and the Gentiles. Jesus will take your natural and make supernatural. He can take our profession and make his confession. How awesome is it to get special training from the one who knows all things? Nothing left undone. This was similar to the wise men. Leave everything to follow Jesus. Are you willing to leave everything to follow him? Are you willing to do that? Straightway, verse 20 says, straightway without any delay, immediately. The moment they decided they entered into a new relationship and would never again be able to return to the occupation they once had. You can't catch. You can't immediately obey if you don't believe he is the way. Hear that again. You can't immediately obey if you don't believe he is the way. They knew they followed. Jesus wanted them to catch more than food. He wanted and needed them to catch souls. They didn't have time to question their assignment. When people start questioning their assignment, that is a great time to ask them, do you know who Jesus is? God can't use who we are pretending to be. Jesus does the best divine connections of anyone that I have ever seen. He already knew they were partners for the same trade. Whether you are mending or casting, he still had need of them. He still had need of you and I. True obedience and not delayed obedience. That thing said immediately they they cast it. Straight away they True obedience and not delayed obedience. Did you really immediately follow him or pretending to follow him? John the Baptist talked about those vipers. This was an amazing opportunity to walk with an amazing man of God. So why would you question his authority? Why would anybody want to do anything as such? But you do have people doing it. If you step out of the boat, they're going to criticize you. If you start walking on the water, they're going to criticize you. If you start getting out of the box, they're going to criticize you. If you start making things from the box, they'll criticize you. So sometimes people don't care what you do. They're going to still criticize you. But you have to know, I'm doing what God called me to do. Verse 23, and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. 24, and his fame went throughout all of Syria and they brought unto him all sick people that went, was taken with diverse disease and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which had palsy and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Je- Depokles and from Jerusalem 
and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. It said all. 23 said all. All. Any living life. All. He didn't leave anyone out. Get this. He didn't come to the. He didn't even go to the cross yet. So no blood was shed yet. His very presence was healing all manner of sickness and disease. His name is above every name. Sickness had to bow to him. Disease had to confess that he is king of kings and lord of lords. That's why it is imperative we speak the word only. What are you speaking? What are we saying? Is it life your words? Mental, emotional, and physical issues. He didn't have host a money line. He didn't help host 20, 30, 40, 100 over here. No, he healed them and it declared because he was doing the will of the Father. His fame went out. We don't have to try and make ourselves great. Just do what he has granted your hands to do. Walk in your purpose and the work will speak for itself. I'm not fair. I'm not here to be popular. But I am here to walk in my purpose. I'm not here for no fame, but I am here to elevate my faith. What would you have me to do, Father? What would you have me to say? Because you have a lot of people sitting in churches and thinking they're doing the will of God and ain't doing anything. Just going to church. What are you doing? Who are you helping? Who are you ministering to? No, you don't have to have a title to minister. We all are laymans. We all are ministers in the gospel of Jesus Christ when we hold the, uh, the, the title of being servants of the Lord. We don't have to try and make ourselves great. Just do what he has granted your hands to do. Walk in your purpose and the work will speak for itself. Folks will follow the word when it is spoken in truth rather than error. People will follow the word every time when it's spoken in truth rather than error. Three things. Remember I mentioned earlier there were three things that I wanted you to, to, to take heed to. The three things was this is the attempts and attacks of the enemy. He won. He, he kills the identity. He tries to kill your identity. He tries to kill your identity. He did it with Jesus. He tried to kill his identity. Second, he tried to steal his gift. The gift of knowing that he had the ability to change things into their, change the bread into the stone into bread. He knew that. He knew that. So he tried to steal that. Then he tried to destroy the word. He tried to destroy what Jesus was already doing, who he was. He tried to destroy the word. He tried to destroy Jesus and understanding his position in God. Trying to tempt the Lord thy God. But Jesus understood every one of his attacks. And we have to be keen in the spirit to understand every one of his attacks. Be one step ahead of him. Every time. Every time. And that comes through prayer fasting. That comes through seeking his face. That comes through just intimate relationship with him. That comes in communion with him. That comes in silent moments. Just to hear Holy Spirit and not you talking.
No other name but Jesus alone. Jesus alone. There's no other name but Jesus alone. And Jesus is teaching us something even in the scriptures. How we can handle adversities. How we can handle the tactics of the enemy. How we can handle the plans to abort our promises. No. Stand on who he called you to be. Stand on what he called you to do. Be confident in that thing. Be confident in that thing. That he that begun a good work in you, he's going to complete it. But you got to let him complete it. All right. This is your girl, C.L. Suss. Much love.